0: This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. We do this little thing called Culture Pulse twice a week where we try to really tap into what Koreans are buzzing about and thinking about and we listen to what Koreans are saying to each other online whether in social media or in mainstream media. And our faithful guide for so many a Thursday now has been the lovely and talented Natasha Saul, but she is here for one last go before she moves on to different horizons. Uh, Natasha, welcome for the final time. I'm gonna try not to be choked up here.
1: Oh, I cannot see you tearing up already.
0: My lip is trembling already. <laughs> Let's try to get through this. Uh, so our first topic, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the, the wedding dress is fitted, the, uh, venue is selected, the guests are invited, and then your spouse to be taps you on the shoulder and says, I'd like you to sign this first before we proceed. Uh, the idea of a prenup, a prenuptial agreement, starting to catch on a little bit in Korea.
1: Starting to catch on. It's still a very polarizing issue. Some people think that it has very practical use, a form of insurance should things turn southward. Meanwhile, others think that it's too cold, too calculating. Hmm. What's your stance, Kurt?
0: Uh, I've never had to confront this issue personally, but in theory, I would say it's really not uh, relevant or useful to anybody uh, who's not worth at least about $10 million. I think south of $10 million, you can haggle and work it out and kind of take your chances. But if you're in the class of the super rich – I think you do have to sort of do some realistic planning ahead of time.
1: Mm-hmm. So it depends on what the stakes are.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. What are the stakes? What kind of uh, fight would this lead to in a courtroom setting? Uh, it sure doesn't apply to me. I don't have a net <laughs> value uh, yet of uh, $10 million or more.
1: Keeping our fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> well, let's see what other people think. Earlier this year, Duo Human Life Research Institute surveyed 1,000 single Koreans between the ages of 25 and 39. The question was, do you think prenups are necessary? And slightly more than half, 53 percent, answered yes, while 40 percent answered no. So there is interest in prenups. But according to lawyers interviewed for a Hangul Gilbo article, the number of couples acting on this interest and seeking legal advice is still very low. And part of the reason is because of the Korean culture, where talking about money and divorce leading up to a wedding is often considered crass and even unlucky.
0: Is it considered crass? I would have thought in a frank and practical culture like Korea uh, or East Asia even that uh, these topics would come up very practically?
1: Uh, It is still, it can be considered crass, especially if you are from a conservative background Mm. and uh, the parents of the person that you're trying to marry might consider it even rude. Mm.
0: Mm. So uh, if in the US, I don't, I'm no expert on this, but I think that if you were to have a notarized sort of pro forma prenup and have it uh, signed in the presence of a lawyer, That pretty much is going to carry you through court. Is it the same here, that a document like that would be legally binding? Pretty
1: much, pretty much the same deal. It depends on what kind of prenup it is. So when the prenup is about division of assets, then, as you mentioned, it must be notarized by an authorised third party for it to be valid. So this includes both positive assets, such as real estate or stocks and bonds, and negative assets, such as an outstanding mortgage or loan. For these, you need to go see a lawyer. But then there's the other kind of prenup that's gaining traction in Korea these days, and that's where it contains rules that should be followed during the marriage. Hmm. So some examples are, you must notify your partner whenever you make a purchase above 100,000 won, or you must consult your partner before you
0: switch jobs. I would file both of those under common sense.
1: Common sense, but some people have written it out into a document. And for these kind of the latter kind of prenups, a simple contract written up between the couple will be enough as long as it doesn't impinge on other civil laws.
0: Right. And then according to the prenup, if you change jobs without notifying her her or him, um, does that trigger something?
1: It depends. Some people, they just say, you know, it will lead to a fine mm-hmm. or that means we need to write up another prenup. Have in light of what you violated. Right,
0: or in the event of a divorce, a more favorable setting for the violated party. Mm -hmm. What are people saying about this stuff?
1: One person wrote, Call me old fashioned, but I'd be embarrassed to have to write up a prenup. If you can't trust the other person, why get married? Live by yourself and save yourself the worry. Meanwhile, Even if you never have to make legal use of the prenuptial agreement, I think it's a good idea to write one up because it opens up important conversations that couples should be having anyway before they get married. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how many couples get married without even knowing whether the other person is in debt. Sure. And finally, it's a bitter pill to swallow, but when things come to a stop, that piece of paper is more trustworthy than the person you shared your bed with.
0: Very poignant way to express that. I, there's a radio host in the USA who frequently says, divorce turns marriage into a business transaction. Mm. And so when nobody thinks they're going to get divorced, right? right? Mm-hmm. And then when it does happen, uh, maybe it's better if you're guarded, especially if you're, like I said, a person in the top, top GAP class, the mm. 1%, uh, the super rich.
1: The cuff class. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Topic number two, an increasing number of those under 30 are losing their ability to hear because it's too noisy.
1: Too noisy, that's right. It's called noise-induced deafness, where people born with normal hearing gradually lose their ability to hear certain frequencies over time. The Health Insurance Review and Assessment Service said on Tuesday that around 4,700 Koreans were diagnosed with noise-induced deafness last year. This is a 5% increase from the previous year, and of the 4,700, 22% were aged between 10 and 30.
0: Mm.
1: Now, pundits say that the biggest culprit for this age group is constant earphone use, especially during commute. According to Professor Im Gi from the University of Korea Anam Hospital, background noise on buses or subways usually hover around the 80 decibel mark. This means that people will naturally increase the volume of their music up to 90 or even 100 decibels, which is more than enough to accelerate noise-induced deafness. And to prevent this, ENT specialists recommend either giving your ears a break during commute or using noise-canceling headphones instead of the kernel-shaped earbuds.
0: I used to get so annoyed because the brand of media player that I use abides by these kind of EU standards and restrictions about how high the decibel level can go. Oh, right. So you can crank it all the way up to the top, and it doesn't even begin to compete with the noise of the subway or the bus. And I would get so annoyed at that, but this helps me see it in another light, you know? Uh, Better to just turn off the headphones when you're in the really loud kind of uh, commuting vehicles, like a subway, uh, and read. Read a digital reader or something like that.
1: So it's been protecting your ears. Kind of, (laughs) yeah. While you've been complaining.
0: Oh, I've been so annoyed because... Because I can't hear my music in a bus or in a subway, mm-hmm. but uh, and it just won't go high enough. Whereas I have other media players that will go high enough, but I know that's a terrible habit to to override the already loud sound of the subway with mm-hmm. loud music. Over time, that will degrade your hearing. Sure. Um, what are people saying about these this kind of um, noise level?
1: Well, one person wrote, Sometimes I hear what the person sitting next to me is listening to. So it's no wonder they're going deaf. I read somewhere that a good rule of thumb is to hold your earbuds out at arm's length. And if you can still hear something, then it means that it's too loud. Mm -hmm. I always listen to music on the train, not because I'm bored or because I need constant stimulus, but because I don't want to hear other people talking on the phone. Reading this article, though, I might switch to foam earplugs instead of music. (laughs) And finally... I'm 28 and have recently been diagnosed with noise-induced deafness. It's mostly high-pitched sounds like electronic beeps that I can't hear. So it's not too debilitating in my day-to-day life. But I do regret not taking better care of myself.
0: Yeah. Uh, Spoken word content is mostly what I listen to on the train. You know, things like radio or podcasts. Audible. You know, so I do wish the volume sometimes would go higher. It's not like it's uh, music that's pounding away at my ears. It's just somebody's voice. Mm -hmm. Uh, But nonetheless, I think it's, it's good to be on the safe side. Let's move to topic three, Uh, brave whistleblowers out there finding that exposing corruption can have uh, a personal cost.
1: Mm, That's right. Now, back in 2011, the government introduced the Public Interest Whistleblower Protection Act in order to do exactly that, protect whistleblowers. Despite this, however... Even the most basic principles, such as protecting the whistleblower's identity, are being violated. And as a result, many whistleblowers are suffering from legal disputes, punitive transfers and consequent difficulties in their livelihood. Case in point is 43-year-old high school teacher An Jong-hun. Back in 2012, unnotified notified the Seoul Metropolitan Office of Education about embezzlement by one of the school staff. And that's when his nightmare began. Hmm. The following year, the school fired An for insincere student guidance. And even though this dismissal was overturned by the Appeal Commission for Education, the school soon found another reason to expel him, this time for attending a Sewol Ferry-related Ellie. An disputed this again through the courts and won his job back. But things have never been the same. He's more or less shunned by the other teachers... His desk has been moved to another spot and instead of teaching students, he's been instructed to sit at his desk and come with a new teaching plan.
0: It's interesting. These are relatively small potatoes kind of instances of whistleblowing. We Mm -hmm. in the U.S. have this massive case of Edward Snowden. What do we do with him? Is he a traitor or is he a whistleblower? Is he a patriot? Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is going to shake out probably in the next uh, five to ten years, I would imagine. I don't imagine he's going to be holed up in Moscow his whole life. But um, these smaller incidences, they can almost be viewed as kind of overstepping your bounds of loyalty in a, in a mm-hmm. Confucian society, right? No, exactly. I'm, I should be loyal to my school and you know, solve it within the system rather right. than uh, exposing the warts. Is it common for people to try to be whistleblowers in Korean society?
1: Well, it's certainly the number of cases is rapidly growing each year, but as you can see, there is still big room for improvement when it comes to legally protecting the informant.
0: And just give me a quick sense of the online response. Mm-hmm.
1: One person wrote, ''I saw on a documentary program once that some European countries compensate whistleblowers so much so that they can live off it for the rest of their lives. In Korea, you can forget about compensation.'' You're lucky if you don't get blacklisted in the industry.
0: There you go. That puts sort of a period on the sentence. And Miss Natasha, so as we all know, or perhaps our listeners don't know, you are one of the most sought-after MCs, spokesmodels, (laughs) representatives of various uh, causes. You're going to move on to those kind of horizons, and we've been very, very lucky to have you. Thank you very much, not just for today, but for this whole run.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Kat.
0: And Careerscape returns right after this.